Hello, and welcome to Nex Talks. I'm Nex, and this is where I talk. Today's episode is about plastic and recycling. Despite the amount of time that I took researching this subject, I think this is going to be our shortest episode yet, because the reality is, this is pretty simple. The information that I have for you today is not very feel-good, but it's important, and I'm hoping that it will cause some real change in all of our lives, because it's definitely changing the way that I do things. What caused me to do this episode on this subject today is that I grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in upstate New York, I was there most of my life, and then I spent four years living in New Jersey, and I've lived in Florida now just about a year. And one of the biggest things that stands out to me as a difference, besides the weather and the climate down here in Florida, is that they don't really do curbside recycling, at least not where I live. There's just trash collection. There's nowhere for you to put out your recycling. There's no recycling bins. And that struck me as really odd. I didn't understand why that was. And as I dug a little bit deeper, I found kind of a nasty underbelly to the recycling industry and this belief that we all have that what we're recycling is getting recycled. And before I get into the recycling industry itself, I want to just talk about plastic. So there are thousands of different types of plastics. And as most of us know, this is a really big problem for pollution, particularly marine pollution in the oceans, as a lot of the plastic that we consume ends up in the oceans. They've found plastic down in the Marianas Trench, which is like the deepest part of the ocean that we're aware of today. You can actually see it if you go on Google Maps and look at a satellite version. You can look at the Marianas Trench and see this huge chasm. It's just really, really amazing. And there's plastic down there at the very bottom of that. There's an island called Henderson Island, it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and it's uninhabited by humans, but it is covered in plastic. It has 18 metric tons of plastic on it that they discovered. And for my American listeners like myself, we think of a ton as 2,000 pounds, which is already a massive number, 36,000 pounds of plastic. But a metric ton is actually 1,000 kilograms, which is a little bit heavier than a ton. So it's actually closer to 40,000 pounds of plastic. And this is a small island. It's only like 14 square miles, roughly. And it has that much plastic on it. And what they found, according to Jennifer Lavers from the University of Tasmania, who was a big part of documenting their discoveries there on this little remote island, is that 65 to 70 percent of the plastic present on that beach and on all beaches is not visible to the naked eye. It's actually buried under the sediment. So what they did is they dug down about four inches down and they were able to determine this percentage. There's an estimated 38 million pieces of plastic on that tiny island alone and there's about 13,000 new items washing up every single day. When they measured it, they estimated that each square meter has about 4,500 items of plastic on it. So we know that this pollution is a huge problem. It's obvious. We've been hearing about it. It's, this is not news to most of us. 
However, many of us in first world countries like America and many other countries where we recycle, we think that we are not part of the problem. Because sure, we use plastic bottles and jugs all the time, but we throw them in the recycling bin. Maybe we're really, really good and we separate everything, we rinse and dry everything really nice, and we're just these expert recyclers, and we think, okay, so we're doing our part. Unfortunately, I think many of us were kind of sold a lie. I know that I was under the false impression that at least most of that is getting recycled. And as I dug deeper, I started to find that it's really not that simple. So for most curbside recycling companies, it's what they call single stream recycling. So you put all the recyclables that they accept into one bin, and then those all get sent to a facility called an MRF, a materials recovery facility, where they sort through all of the various collected recyclables and they determine what can actually be recycled. And while some things like steel cans and glass bottles can be recycled pretty efficiently and repeatedly, the story is not the same for plastics. Plastics tend to get what they call downcycled. So the product of recycling a piece of plastic is a lower quality than the original product. So there's a limited number of times that a piece of plastic can even be recycled because once it's been recycled a couple of times, it's no longer recyclable and it still ends up in the landfill. The most recyclable plastics are plastics number one and two, known as PET, PETE, and HDPE. And you can figure out what type of plastic you have by looking at the number inside of the recycling symbol on the product. So if it's a one or a two, you know that that has a much higher chance of being recycled than anything else. But again, the story still remains. Eventually, once it's been recycled once or twice, it's going to become less and less recyclable. And brace yourself for this information. According to Forbes, still only 20 to 30% of the types one and two plastics that are sent in to be recycled end up actually being recycled. That means 70 to 80% of that still ends up in the landfill. For some reason, it's not able to be recycled and it just goes straight into the dump. And if you thought that was bad, just wait, it gets even worse. <laughs> so out of those materials that are accepted as recyclable and are turned into recycled material, then they have to find a buyer for that. So these MRF facilities that sort through everything and pick out the pieces they can actually recycle and then recycle them, they then have to package them up and sell them to a company. They have to find a company who wants to buy the recycled materials to use to make their products. Unfortunately, they've found that it's actually more expensive in many cases to buy recycled materials because think about the amount of manpower and energy that has to go into all of that collecting, sorting, and recycling. It actually ends up being cheaper to just use raw plastic and raw materials. So if they aren't able to find a buyer for the recycled materials, 
eventually they just throw it into the dump along with the rest of it. And this is what was really eye-opening to me when I moved here to Florida, because I thought, okay, well, if they're not going to collect my recyclables here, I'll just bring them, I'll sort them myself, and I'll bring them to the recycling center myself. And I thought that was the proper way to handle it. So I go, and I go, I look up online for my local recycling center, and I go and I bring all my recyclables, and I pull in and I ask them, where do I go to to bring this? And they kind of gave me a quizzical look and they were kind of like oh just you know go down here and follow these signs and then you just you know put it there to be I assume sorted through and what I realized is that was where everyone was just dumping their trash I mean even though they were advertising that it you know gets sorted through and that some of this will be recycled it was very clear to me that the chances of any of that being recycled was close to zero so even though it was very disheartening to see that there was very little effort being made to do any recycling, at least it opened up my eyes to the reality that most of what we put into those recycling bins ends up in the dump anyway. And in a way, it's kind of this scam to keep you consuming plastic and to keep all of us consuming plastics. And that's really where the big problem is. So the problem is that we think that our plastics being recycled and it's just not most of it I mean and even like I said even once it is recycled a couple of times eventually it will get to a point where you cannot recycle it most recycling facilities don't accept things like plastic straws plastic bags even the plastic tops to the bottles and all of that stuff just goes into the dump and everything that does get recycled eventually ends up there as well and then ultimately even in the oceans and just kind of destroying so many different ecosystems not to mention the effect that it has on ourselves you know if you don't care about the environment and all the animals in the ecosystem it affects humans as well the effects of microplastics on our body we're starting to find that there's plastic like inside of us we don't know what kind of effect this is going to have but I strongly doubt that there's going to be anything positive that can come from this and eventually I assume we will have to make a change we will eventually wake up to this so I thought this was an important episode to record because I'm just kind of waking up to this myself and I'm 32 years old and I think it's important for us to start figuring out what we can do So the next actionable step, I would say, is to go online and look at your city's recycling procedures and their rules, because actually every city is different. It's not universal across the country, and it's not even universal across the states. Every city, every county has a different way that they manage their recycling. Some places have curbside, some places don't. And you have to figure out what they do accept and how to make it as easy as possible. So, you know, in the short term, you're going to have plastic that you're going to be discarding over the next, at least the next few days or weeks and even months. And you're going to have to, you know, handle that the best way that you can. So most places do ask that you remove the caps and lids from the products, that you wash them out. If there's food on the plastic or the paper, whatever it is you're recycling, they will generally just discard it. It's generally not usable at that point. So to the best of your ability, if you can wash it and dry it before you throw it into the recycling, you're improving its chances of being selected for actual recycling. And keep an eye on those numbers. The number ones and the number twos especially because they already have the best chance of actually getting recycled at least a couple of times. Step two is 
reduce, reuse, recycle. Many of you have probably already heard this, but just in case you haven't, you want to start immediately reducing the amount of plastic that you're consuming and buying. Start to be more aware. The first step is awareness. The second step is action. So start to make some changes. Look for glass bottles as opposed to plastic bottles. Figure out ways that you can reuse plastics when you don't see any alternative offered to you. Start using canvas reusable shopping bags for your groceries and for your clothes shopping. Start asking for paper bags if that's an option. I know many states have already taken plastic bags away or added an additional fee if you're going to use plastic. So start to make some changes. Start to look for ways that you can reduce your impact on the environment and just do your part. We can't control other people and it's easy to say, oh, well, these other people or these other countries are doing so much worse than us. What difference does it make what I do? That's really besides the point. Like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Be the kind of person that you can be proud of. You should be able to put your head down on your pillow at night and feel good about the choices that you made that day. We're not going to be perfect, and that's okay. We start learning about the things in the areas where we're messing up, and we start to improve, and we start to make changes, and that's all we can do is our best. So I want to encourage you to get out there, do your best, make some changes, and then let me know. Let me know what kind of changes you're making. If you have more ideas for me or anyone else in our community, please do either leave a comment here or reach out to me on social media. And if you liked this episode, please do consider supporting this show at the support button on my website, nextjuice.com. N-E-X-J-U-I-C-E.com. Also take a look around on the platform you're listening to this on because there may be a button and a way for you to support directly right through the platform that is hosting this. And that's a great way to support both me and that platform as well. So thank you again so much for listening. I want to encourage you and support you. You can definitely do this. You've got this. I've got this. We've got this. I love you. And I know that you can do this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Next Talks. I'm Nex. I talked. I hope you liked it. If there's any other subjects you'd like to hear me talk about, please reach out to me on social media or leave a comment on this episode.